0: What's up all you old school, new school loving motherfuckers? It's that time of the week again. Uh, it's another ridiculous episode of old school, new school comedy podcast. And I am your trashy ass host, Christy Miller. And uh, happy July. Like happy fourth. It's fourth yeah. of July weekend. So blow up shit. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Set things on fire because you know you guys are good at it. Hold my beer is going to be the topic this week. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing videos of people blowing shit up for no apparent reason. And, yeah. And hurting themselves. That's my favorite. When they hurt themselves, ah, oh, I love those. Yeah, there should be a tally of fingers lost. Oh, we understand. should we should have yeah. a poll. We should do a TikTok poll. Yeah. right in with your with your bet. What's the most Each likely state. finger and how many? Yeah. Each state has a poll of how many fingers they blow off this weekend. Oh, I can't wait. Oh uh, and uh this week's guest is is one of my favorite people. I know I say oh. that every fucking week, but this it truly one of my favorite people. When I came back to here, we we actually recorded this live at the Comic Strip and uh He's one of the night managers here for the past six years and he's always had my back and I love this guy and it's just a nice perspective of someone who's not a piece of shit getting on stage every <laughs> night but has to deal with us pieces of shit getting on stage yeah. every night. Shit adjacent. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jake, what is your last name? I've never known. Much. Is <laughs> Jake my last Much. Oh, yeah. Jake Ain't Much. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the whole... <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jake Much. Hey, Yay!
1: <laughs> ah, tugging
0: on my collar for the... For everybody. And he's got a Philly shirt on so I will be setting him on fire after the yeah. show.
1: <laughs> Along with everybody on the way
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, whose dad is it that was on the Phillies? Um, Somebody's dad? No, um, there was a the hot guy on the Phillies. I think his first baseman, the white kid. I
1: have no idea. I think... Hot. And his dad is super hot. This was like a... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Okay, because his dad is super (laughs) hot, and I can't think of his name, because, you know, I don't care about names when they're hot. Yeah. Who cares if they even speak English, so... It's face ID. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Just touch this, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Just steal my home plate, you know what I'm saying? Hey. So, Jake, you have been the night manager here at the comic strip for the past six years. Yeah, just about. And uh, you have seen everything... I, ha- I have seen close to everything. Yeah, you know? and, and in the comedy world, if those who don't know, we are fucked up. And, and <laughs> it is an underworld of filth and disgust and disdain and. And disrespect and lack of empathy and, and, and low self-esteem and, you know, it, yeah, all of that. Yeah. Hi, everybody. That's yeah. my closer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Those are the, you guys are the,
1: the like main employees, I would say to most outsiders. And so like you, they all work here, like customers will think that you guys work here Yeah. and then not and the staff is just kind of rolling, but yeah, it's, they're it's just kind the of extras in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just there, just in case there's no lapping. Yeah
0: show up yeah yeah <laughs> oh thank god for the wait staff because <laughs> the crowd is stiff i will drag you guys in yeah it's so funny but uh so you've been here for like six years so you know this is a legendary club you know yeah. this is you know i did my album here brutally yours on itunes spotify mm-hmm. music you know the nice little streaming plug. everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i used to do my monthly show here when i used to have the other podcast celebrity with mark riccadono right we used to do the monthly show live and that was a lot of fun and then him and i just got to busy and had to can that, which sucks, but we'll do it again, and uh, so... Your perspective on standup is uh-huh. very interesting to me because you're not one of us. And when you're one of us, like when you're a comic, we have our total, I'm better than everybody else. And why does he have right, stage time? Because you're all in the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, how come he got a spot and I didn't? You know, that bullshit. I never, I always think that. Who my I can. <laughs> You got it. You have to have that
1: competitive <laughs> Yeah. Edge. And
0: it's like, uh, I mean, I know who I am and I know what I do and I know how I can throw down, but I'm not always everybody's cup of tea, not, not audience wise. But Booker-wise, ah, so I've been told I'm too old to play clubs, yeah. And no. I started laughing, and or yeah. uh, you know, you're you open my my favorite was when I used to open for Paul Mooney at Carolines for many years, and then when that ended, and I started to branch off on my own, you know, because I was spoiled rotten, you know, featuring for the legend Paul Mooney four right. nights a week, so there was my fucking bills paid. And then that ends, and it's like, "Oh, now I got to go out and hustle." and I had literally club bookers tell me, "Oh, you open for Paul Mooney?" Yeah, that's a bit much. You're too much for our room, and one of those actually does independent shows here. oh, mm-hmm huh
1: Well, I get to think about that later, but that's what do weird. not mention names. I will not
0: <laughs> that was the clue oh okay, yeah, <laughs> do not. Oh! Oh my God! I got. Oh wow! I'm embarrassed. That was good, though. Thank you.
1: Yes. Ah. Heard loud yeah. and clear. That's weird, though. Isn't that weird? But That's whatever. Weird. You anyway. know, it's all good in the hood. I it's think fine. Bookers are in the same thing. I think once you cross that thing into Booker Town, you right. get then you can like the ego builds up there too because you're like now I have my opinion on comedy out here. Forever. Right.
0: Yeah. And now I have power. Right. Yeah. And now I get to tell you what I think. Of you because you either kiss my ass or you don't kiss my ass right. and that th- and that all balances out the scale of what I think of you
1: right even if it's just one because uh, I have thought about I was like if I had one show to book here there are still so many comics I'd have to leave off and it would st- it just makes that dynamic start right away oh yeah so that's got to be yeah I was like that's all rough
0: it's tough like yeah. you know some bookers they book basically on how many followers do you have on TikTok. And I deleted my TikTok. Lives zero. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had an email from somebody who worked—not a booker, I found out—but okay. somebody who worked at Banana or splits or something in Jersey. Bananas. Um, bananas. There you go. Like as soon as I my TikTok went viral, um, right? I got like somebody was like, "Hey, do you do comedy? Would you go up here?" And I because they saw on my social media I had the comic strip stuff. Of course, so I had to be like, "I'm not a, a comic at all." But it was so funny because it's the reverse. I was like, "Someone's yeah. reaching out to
0: somebody yeah, who's never fucking." Yeah, because we have followers, and it says comic strip and. So tell them how you went viral and why you're viral. <laughs> his talent, his hidden um, talent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is hidden in in the fact that I don't pussy. tell people. Yeah, it is pussy. I'm very talented <laughs> with pussy. Just one though. Just one in particular. Just one hairy pussy. Yeah, she was. She, well, it started when she was one. So <laughs> um,
0: is your pussy a rescue? She is. Yeah, yeah. she was. Uh, so was she my, beaten? My pussy was taped in a box <laughs> oh, and left on, left on a doorstep. No. Yeah.
1: Oh. Man, I just beat up, but she's doing great now. <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely coat. But uh, she. It was. Uh, it was actually like right. Right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, I like I used to do fourteen-hour Saturdays here, and so like I would get home. It's such like, a normal day in a comedy club. Yeah, I would get home at like two, three, four in the morning and my cat would just be there and I taught her how to do tricks when I got her because why not so yeah but um, so I just I think I was probably like fucked up too I was like you're drunk at home <laughs> I took a video of the cat and giving me a high five and I sang at her and I was like you're the smartest cat in the world and like that was and then that I woke up and that was at like a, some million views holy and then, shit yeah and then I cultivated it painstakingly into I take videos of my cat and then write literal narrative songs over them oh, how just hilarious. about whatever else is going on too. It slowly right. is less and less about the cat and more right. just like Everything fucking sucks. Here's a video <laughs> of the cat and a song. Um, but that's like my side hustle. I guess you could call it. Or right. this is. I don't know which one it is at this point. But
0: yeah, well, it's all side hustle yeah. until something pays everything. Right. It's all a side hustle until you don't need a side hustle anymore. Exactly. So right now it's just hustling <laughs> for you know, just for the
1: wearing me out sake. Um but yeah. the, the comics have responded to that in a weird way too, usually. Yeah. Like, oh the the late great Vic Henley.
0: Oh, yeah. we love Vic Henley. I love Vic Henley.
1: <laughs> Um, I have a tattoo that I got for Vic Henley after oh, he passed my away God. Um, so yeah just to say how ingratiated I've become into the comedy world it's that yeah. like, it's tattooed on me but um, oh what the fuck did I say oh Vic Henley um, I, when he found out about the TikTok thing I, he was like alright show me one <laughs> and like I was like no 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 Vic you're not and he's like well you gotta do it now Like I was like okay <laughs> and he was like wow that's gotta be the dumbest thing I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah, it's not clever. There's nothing. Like, There's nothing creative yeah, about it. They're like, I'll make like clever lines in a song, but that's not like the same as comedy clever. I was like, yeah. So it was like the crutches there must just be nuts for him to see. He's like, you got music, short form video, and a cat to be funny yeah um, so he would just shit on me for that which oh. i always respected Because like i'm like i don't like I've, I've seen tiktokers that i know from tiktok come here and get yeah. spots on certain produced shows yep and i'm like and i get all buttered about it because i'm like no you're not allowed to just come off tiktok and do this Yep. you gotta but get that's, the-
0: that's the booking game now like it's the followers and i don't i'm so bad because i'm 150 years old you know it's like i technology for me is like oh a typewriter that's cute <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 but it's like, I haven't figured out the algorithms. I'm getting better at it. Like things of mine are starting to push more, but I just need like one big exposure. And then like, I was just did a, um, a show this last week on gas digital. Mm. I was a guest on the show and people were writing me on Instagram after the show going, how have we not heard about you? Right. And I was like, cause nobody's opened the door for me. I'm an idiot. You know, like I I don't, you know, I'm not a traditional comic and how, to as a female comic how to get spots right i'm not that girl i'm not the one that's posting selfies and tit pics and ass pics and flirting with everybody that has a. Sh- I, I don't have time for that i'm writing jokes right yeah i'm you're, working you're my funny. ass off yeah and yeah. it's just so funny so people act so shocked and i'm like that's so fucking crazy to me like it's it's still to this day at 2023 i mean when i started in 1995 that was normal. The casting couch was the normal thing. Like that's, but you know, but growing up at the comedy store, like I did under Mitzi shore, she didn't play that game. Right. It's Mitzi fucking shore. So I had to, you know, work my ass off. You know, you had to have a solid hour or at least a solid 45 before you could even showcase for her because spots at the store were 15 and 20 minutes. Right. And I'd watch these young jacks go up in front of her to showcase. And she could tell right that woman had an eye like she saw things we didn't see. You know, and I'm like, who the, really? And then I'm like, oh, she was right. You know, it hit. But, uh, like, she would know right away if you were going to do every single joke you ever wrote in your entire life in that 15-minute set and you were going to struggle. You know she knew because she knows the rhythm i mean that was her this is her life and 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 like things like you know thing people she saw that i was like no fucking way that guy sucks and now he's one of the biggest comics in the world sebastian maniscalco you know know, and he's a good dude but I, i never thought he was funny but that's not my style so you know it's fine but he has his knit. look at him now and she fell in love with him when we were like really he yeah. no jokes. He's adorable, but he has no... Now look at him. He's crushing. Like, he's one of the most successful guys right. that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. You know, he's selling poke-able. out five shows at the Garden. He did a movie with De Niro. I mean, uh, she knew some, She oh, saw yeah. that. I yeah. forgot about that. That's yeah. crazy that he Isn't that made crazy? that not that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, well, good for him, but I'm proud of him. You know, I think it's awesome. You know, I don't, I don't hate on people like that. I'm not one of those comments, because a lot of them, I'm sure you hear it here, night after night after night. That, oh, yeah. That oh, why do they have spots? I'm better than them. Yeah, I mean, even, uh, well, like, uh, that's, I, I
1: think there's a good way, like, when I hear that, I'm not immediately, like, fuck that person for that, because I'm <laughs> like, because I'm like, it's you're supposed to, I like people that are competitive, because, mm-hmm. like, I don't do that well at all. I'm more like, if you'd like to go in front of me, like, I'll go three people behind you in line, and, because, like, I can't, so, like, when people have some, like, metal, I'm like, nice, like, yeah, it shows yeah. you can give a fuck about yeah. it. So, like, I, a good example of that, especially Maniscalco-related, I think mm-hmm. Matt is has opened for him before.
0: Oh, I'm sure he but has. But i see Matt
1: do that, and not in an aggressive way, but he'll be like, fuck, like, you know, like, he's like, I'm trying to do this, and now I don't have time. If somebody's running, like, just, like, complaining about normal comedy things that you would think, like, okay, right. like, you know some people are going to run the light, you know sometimes right. this is going to get weird, or you're going to get bumped. But to be mad about it every time, I'm like, that's good, because you're still thinking... But Spot
0: right. And also but also to get mad about it every time is one thing because at the comedy store, we would get bumped all the time by celebrities. If a celebrity right. walked in there was your sp- Fuck you. And then, fuck you in your spot. You know, you're not going on. If Eddie Griffin walked in, if Dice walked in, if Carlos Mancia walked in, you know, if Rogan walked in, you were getting bumped. Yeah. You know, Damon Wayans would walk in and do it two hours. You know, Chappelle, you know, all these guys would walk in and bump the shit out. I'm like, oh, well, there goes our spots. Good night, you know. Yeah. But we'd hang out just in case. So, you know, the, the rule was if you touch <laughs> the like mic, sh- rub shoulders or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You touch the mic, you got paid. So we'd hang out. Oh. You get off stage. We'd walk up, touch the mic, all right, pay, sign me on. I get my little $15. That's what oh, it was back cool. then. <laughs> oh, it has increased so dramatically since. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so funny. Like, and I I was bumped a lot. Like, we had, you know, but, you know, I wasn't, I, I, I would get frustrated, like, God damn it, you already have it, you're already a success. But then I'm thinking about it from a business standpoint. You know, I can, I'm can. i able, I'm mature enough to step out of myself and look at the big picture. And I'm like, well, on a business standpoint, if this was my comedy club, I would want the celebrities to come in because then that draws People. attention yeah. and that draws uh, desire. Like, oh, we should go there. Who's going to show up? So like our Sunday nights was potluck and pop in so you never know who was going to show up. You know, all of us schleps would show up just to get stage time and but you never know who was going to come in and always celebs would come in even during the darkest time. So on a business standpoint, it was good for us in the long run because then more people would start showing up to the club and building up that darkness that when nobody went to comedy clubs and we were hurting and then it started to build this this uh this frenzy like we should go to the comedy club because celebrities pop in so then our crowd slowly over the years started growing and growing from 95 and i left in 2005 and then the boom hit again in 2008 but it was because people like dice or and or damon wayans or chris rock would show up because they could yeah and people wanted to see that so you would hope that they would show up and people would want to see because then you could get on that that ride that coattail waves on the stage like ride their wave of killing and also you would hope that they would see you and so like for me it's like oh fuck i'm getting bumped this sucks because i want to work on shit but at the same time i'm like you know what if i had the ability i'd bump your ass too
1: yeah and it would help everybody eventually. Yeah, Asses bit, in seats. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yep. So
0: create a frenzy inside of these four walls, and people will come. If you only book on my, this is me. I don't know because you're that you're a younger generation, and you manage the club, so you see things differently. Right. But I always feel like if you have a lot of followers, does it make you funny? and not all the time is it going to put butts in seats because these followers are from all over the place you think they're all going to come to new york and watch you for 10 minutes get the fuck out of here that's so unrealistic no you know you got to know where your demographic is and then it works but on the other hand it's like it you have to have an act to get people to actually show up because I watched, I've I've watched TikTokers not fill a room, and they yeah. say they could fill a room with their two million followers, and then you have to feature for them, and then you blow them off the stage, or the club asks you to do longer because they don't have the time to cover.
1: Yeah, or so, they, like the audience is eighty percent their people. Yeah. Like, that are like watching them do stand up for the first time. Yeah, so it becomes like a bringer, disguised as a headline. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Ugh.
0: It's a TikTok bringer. TikTok bringer. Oh,
1: that sounds fucking awful. That sounds
0: terrifying.
1: Oh god. Being involved, like, being somebody who could be on a TikTok bringer, so it's, it's also a little bit, yeah. That's
0: like part of me is a little dead in there. Yeah, yeah, it killed me a little bit. Yeah, but it's so funny to, to like to watch, and then you have to fill the time, and it's like, well, why don't you just put funny comics on? And because a lot of clubs don't want to spend the money on marketing, like they don't want to get it on the radio because it costs money for advertising. I understand all that. But at the same time, if you create a frenzy, like if you create this like niche of hardcore good. I mean, the good thing about the comic strip, it's one of the last clubs in New York City that actually books us old heads.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't see. Um. I mean, you do see a lot of, like, the same faces here. I guess, well, I guess then that's six years of me doing that. Yeah. But it's also, like, I like that there's, like, an established, because I know for sure, like, um, people will come back to see the same comic again, even do the same material. Um, like, well,
0: It's like listening to your favorite song.
1: Right, yeah. So, like, it's good to have, like also just the experience I was like if, if younger comics I can never trust to kill on any room you know because mm-hmm. I'm worried about the show even though I can't do anything about it the whole night I'm always like oh I was like are we getting laughs and like you know this yeah well
0: you're yeah. the manager you have because then you have to deal with it
1: yeah but like even if even if everything's going right, like as far as like oh drinks are going out, like people are here. If I if like if I'm like oh that joke was funny and like that comic didn't like get the response from the audience, I'm like fuck. Like should I've said something like or should I've seated them differently? Like I'll get <laughs> oh. in my head like that. Oh my god, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because I'm like, I was a fan before I got he, like before <laughs> right. I walked in here. Um, but that's just like how I think about it. But if I have like an older comic or at least a comic who's gotten like. Maybe even like over a fifteen years of experience. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be fine today because at least you'll get something out of like these people. Yeah, yeah. So a hundred percent. Yeah. So I like that about us, like where I was like, I like that I have like like anchors in some of these shows. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And the produce one and the, you know, and yours and Mark's show. That's my favorite uh, produce
0: uh, show. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Even though it doesn't happen anymore because we both got busy. Yeah. But um, it, it'll happen again. It's you know, it's it whatever. Yeah. It'll anyway. Happen. Yeah. Um that was a fun show though. It was a fun show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) But we had all heavy
0: hitters on, you know. We we didn't I didn't like for me when I put on a live podcast show, we do stand up and then we close with the podcast. Yeah. And I don't like shitty comedy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't I have no (laughs) patience for shitty comedy. I don't care if you've only been doing it one year or a hundred years. If you suck, you suck. And can you tell like right away? Yeah. So, like that's
1: I've always been curious about that. So like, yes. even
0: Yes. Okay. Because I'm such a huge fan of stand up. Like right. I I'm in love with this craft now, twenty seven years in more than I was when I started. And I never thought that would be possible. Like I'm such a fan of good comedy. And when I watch a lineup, after and I don't like the same type of people like I'm not a big female show kind of girl yeah I think because it's it becomes up. one note or it's like all black show or all latino show I like yeah. it when we're all mixed together there's a woman there's a man there's like a white guy there's a black guy there's a latino there's a latino woman there's you know, a gay person, there's a trans person. I love the variety because then it gives the audience all these different perspectives and it keeps it fresh. Yeah. To me, that's just me. But I love all kinds of comedy. Like I love if it's funny, it's funny. And you can always tell right away. I, I, I think I've been because I've been doing it so long, and then I came up under Mitzi Shore also. Uh-huh. You can just tell when someone you know, and I've watched I used to judge contests a few years back, and a comic would go on stage and I would know right away if they had it or not and i could feel it i'd listen to the joke rhythm how they set it up i'm like that's very clever even if the audience didn't get it i'm like they're just retarded like, <laughs> like that audience sucks that was a good joke that was a well-written joke because i can hear it i don't judge jokes or comics off the audience if a, if a comic is bombing and i can hear their the joke and, and the whatnot. timing yeah. is really good they're just not connecting it's just, I know that's a good comic, and I know those are good jokes. It was just an off night. Yeah. Versus someone who just sucks and shouldn't be on stage. And mm-hmm. I've had young comics. What did you think of my act? I said, "Quick comedy."
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, I said, "Quick comedy." <laughs> I've heard Richie say stuff like that. Yeah. Like back, Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's Richie Tinkin, who yeah. is the founding father of this club. Yeah. I who is no longer with us. God bless of him. If anyone knows. Oh, please, book. let's yeah. do do your best, Richie Tinkin. All I don't like. If you're going to get booked at the comedy club, you got to be able to doubt jokes.
1: Um, so that's exactly what he sounded like. <laughs> he was the man, too.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'd hear him, like, because he would he'd still watch the auditions for, like, every single week um, for I don't know how many years he was since it opened. Mm-hmm. So almost 40 years of him watching new people, like, every Tuesday. Right. Um but yeah, there were some people. who was like, "I don't think this is for you." Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta pick something.
0: Up. And I'd be sitting at the
1: desk, uh, and I'd be like, "Oh damn!" Like that person's world is probably over. Um, and he's like, "No, they just need to know." He's like, "I don't want them to waste their time." Yeah, either. or mine. Yeah, or any. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
0: right. Uh, but you know, did you hear about the story of Richie Tankin and Kevin Hart?
1: I have heard a little bit about. I've heard that he didn't pass him at one point, and yeah. then, um, and then Kevin said something like, "He would never come back here." Or, yeah, like yeah, or he would never perform here. Well,
0: Keith Robinson, who yeah. is a legend in the New York comedy scene, if you don't know him, look him up. He's amazing, and he's so, like, so polished, and you would not expect it. And you're like, why is this guy, like, an unsung hero? And he's done everything, mm. but he's not a household name. He's, like, one of those guys. He's a comics comic, too, yeah. I think. a Vic as well, yeah. Vic like, Henley was yeah. another one. Oh, God, Vic Henley used to make me piss my pants. Yeah, he. fucking up. Oh, my me God. Up. God, fucking hilarious. And when he would go off on things.
1: Yeah, just him angry.
0: <laughs> him angry is like the greatest thing I ever experienced. Yeah, he
1: was just, and then he started doing like he he cut an album right before he passed away, and yep. he was like he just he was saying that like he's switching it up to be like he's like I'm finding that like as I get older I'm just funnier telling stories and just getting feeling things about things. He's like I stopped writing so many punch lines. He's like I feel like I just know how to do it now.
0: Yeah, because like,
1: he did it for a hundred and thousand years. Right, and I'm like that's awesome. That's yeah. like you know that's the peak. Yeah, so <laughs> uh,
0: so pick up his album and check out Keith Robinson. So Keith yeah. Robinson. And got oh, him right, the yeah. showcase here and looks got like kevin, kevin, kevin hart oh. yeah so he showcases and richie sits him down and says i uh i don't think this this but you <laughs> also i
1: can't even see you you're so
0: short sure. <laughs> <a bar> <laughs> yeah pretty much that and then kevin got pissed and left and said, I'll never go to that club again. Now look at Kevin Hart. (laughs) Arenas. Yeah. yeah, Hello, superstar. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you don't always get it right. And you're not always everybody's cup of tea. Right. You know, and I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but it's like, the problem is like that I run into with, um, with some bookers. And this is why I was bringing that up is that I, uh, another club owners that I've worked with in the past for many, many years, they're they have the right idea they're like i don't have to like you they're like i could i could even hate your stand-up it's the crowd's reaction that i'm paying attention to and if you're killing in my room even if i don't agree with you i'm booking you yeah and there is comics that i've had owners tell me that they're like yeah i'm not i'm really not into your stuff but you destroy my room so i'm gonna book you you're funny so the crowds love you. So why would I not book you? Right. So, and that's the, to me is the right idea. That means you can take your ego out of the situation and actually book your room accordingly. But now with the whole, like, I remember when um, Ashton Kutcher, like when Twitter was first new Yeah. and back when Punk was out. And I know I've told this on the podcast before, he was like the first guy to get 1 million followers on Twitter. Like that was unheard of. It was back, what, 2009, yeah, around that, that time, right. 2010, around that time. Time and he gets a million followers, and everybody's like, Whoa, a million followers? Like, what the fuck is going on? So, comedy clubs stopped booking according to their roster and started looking at everybody's Twitter accounts. And started that early, too. That really? early. Wow. And they, because they didn't want to, it was still part of, the, like I said, around 2008, 2009, the comedy boom started to come back. Right. And it, everybody, everybody was and suffering. Yeah. yeah. And YouTube came out, and, you know, Uh, So clubs started looking at that thinking, well, we don't have to pay money for marketing because we're already hurting. Like the clubs were suffering. Mm -hmm. And well, let's just get people with a lot of Twitter followers. So they started looking at all the comedians, Twitter followers, and they would book according to that. And then they started to find out that doesn't really work. And then comics got hip to that at the same time and started buying followers. So all of a sudden everybody had a hundred thousand followers <laughs> like, right. overnight and they get like three likes on their posts. Yeah. And so, the blue check thing too. Yeah. Also, all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All that stuff. So like that totally shifted how comedy clubs book their clubs and it drives me fucking batshit crazy.
1: Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, like I don't know. There's, there's a, well, like you said before, like, especially now there's the, the, those numbers aren't accurate. Cause I would say, Maybe 5% of your following is going to be in the city you're in at this point. Yeah. If you, if you do less than 5%. Up. Right. Oh, but th- has there been anybody mm. who blew up like that mm-hmm. and then became a really good comic? Yes. So, like, who would that be?
0: And, and he's not my cup of tea. Ah, okay. But he's someone that blew up on TikTok or Snapchat. It started off Snapchat. with, with the filters, and he would play oh. his family, and those blew up and he got huge and Is then started Tony? doing with the guy Tony Anthony Rudia yeah that- yeah that kid actually became a good comic mm. and he found his niche he's got his East Coast Italian thing he sells out the Stress Factory he sells out Governors he even sold out Carolines when he was here before they closed wow the summer before and I was like I was like, oh, and all the comics, fuck Anthony Rodia. He is not a fucking comic. He's a fucking video Snapchat with the filters. And the... I go, yeah, he found a way to break through. you yeah. hating motherfuckers. I'm not a fan of his either. He's kind of a, a dick, you know, because he thinks he's who he is. But right. at the same time, he actually did the work to be a comic. And he busted his ass and actually did it. And I'm actually really proud of him.
1: Yeah, I think that's like the the prove yourself moment. It's like come back and work. Put up or shut up. That's the same with the TikTok kids. There's, they'll be, they'd be here like... Sometimes on the mic too, you get like I recognize people. I was like, "You have a TikTok thing, don't you?" And they'd be like, "Yeah." They nobody sees my face because it's just pussy It's just my pussy up, yeah. yeah. Only, only, yeah. yeah waist down, yeah. Um, <laughs> but grinder, <laughs> hey. um but they just don't come. Like you know, they, they're not gonna last, or it, it seems like they won't last.
0: Well, it's yeah, it's it's kind of like that. fight You know how the old days it was fifteen minutes of fame. Andy Warhol said everybody has fifteen minutes of fame. Right. Well, now it's down because everything's so quick. I tell me, what's now it's 30 seconds of fame because all the 30 second videos or the one minute videos one yeah. minute of fame like a viral video will go viral but then what does it really do for you now like nobody cares anymore because they're kinda of burnt out on it. Yeah, like you it's, need the uh, next
1: thing or yeah. you're
0: or you've got box. you've gotta have something to back it up. Right. And that's the next and it's like and that's what happened in the first wave of the Twitter thing what I was talking about earlier. Then they started realizing, Oh, these kids don't have any follower, you know, and these guys that have followings aren't really that funny. They fade off into the distance. Yeah. Like everybody's pan like all the comics are panicking right now with these clubs and the booking and trying like I, I put out, you know, emails out to clubs like, Hey, I'm building a tour. Around my new album you know I'd like to set up and they'll respond and they're like oh well you don't have enough can you fill the room you don't have enough followers I only have like 3,300 on Instagram I mean I could fill a room though yeah but not you know but you know what I mean they're not in in the same city right yeah you know so I would need to get some marketing and stuff so they look at that because they don't want to put the energy into that as opposed to the old days when they would do radio and and put it out there or you know put flyers on their things like coming up next month and they would have the calendars out like the way carolines used to do it and stuff and all the other clubs in the in the country but um now they're just banking on that but it's like i tell comics that to just write it out because these are unsustainable performers. Yeah. They're not going to, th- I mean, they're winning the battle, but they're going to lose the war. Yeah. And the next couple of years, it's going to be something else. And it's, that's going to be the next thing. And it's like, now it's going to become like, who's funny? It, it, but it goes in cycles. We went through this already. We went, and then everything went back to booking funny comics for a few years, and then the pandemic hit. Right.
1: Cause it'll, it's like, it's like the sifting for gold thing. Like, yeah. It's going to, Weed out people eventually. Exactly. Um, so, once the fad wears off. Yeah,
0: yeah, I just I just keep moving forward. You know, and I have people that I had. Oh, this is one of my favorite things. I had a. I love when people hate me <laughs> online when the trolls come. I oh, also love that. Yeah. It makes me laugh so hard. So one of them. I'm gonna save this, but like the things they come up with have given me such great ideas for tours and albums and jokes, and I'm like, keep it coming. Yeah, it's hilarious to me. You're working with me creatively. Yeah, Yeah. like you're you're feeding me. This is great because you know my motto in life is. If it doesn't pay my rent, it doesn't put clothes on my back, it doesn't put food on my table, and it doesn't eat my pussy, it has no power over me. So, That's keep. A good yeah. So, motto. when you just kind of put it in perspective like that, like people get so upset when someone doesn't like them. Like, I know you being a manager here at night after night, it might be some empty chairs in the room, or there might be someone that doesn't like that comic, and you'll see that comic struggle to get that person to like them. Yeah. Or they cow down to the empty chairs and not play to the Tables that are there supporting. Yeah. And that's my biggest pet peeve, by the way. And they let that eat them up and then they just fucking self destruct. And it's like, dude, play to the tables that love you.
1: Inside the bomb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, play to the tables that love you, ignore the one that doesn't. And I love watching. And that's how you can tell the experience, which, like here, you know, thank God that there's a lot of old jacks on these lineups, which is great because we know how to handle an empty room. Yeah. And we're going to put on a show anyway. There's nights I did late nights at the comedy store back in the day. There's two people in the room. It's 1 a.m. I have the Kinison spot. I'm closing it out. And we've been open since 8 o'clock. And wow. those two in the front row, tourists, drunk all night, have heard I was every. rocking from the whole show. Yeah. Okay. And have heard every joke. known to mankind because we have 15 minute spots and then sometimes someone will do 20 below whatever Uh but so you think from 8 o'clock to 1 a.m that's 5 hours and that's 4 comics an hour if we stick to the time that's 20 comics they have sat through yeah and you gotta close it out with something good
1: I'm telling
0: you, I and that was one thing Mooney always taught me when I first started. Like, the moment I started stand-up, he said, Homie, it doesn't matter if there's one person or a thousand people. Do your show. So I always had that in my mind from the day I started stand-up because of him. And... If I did 20 minutes and crushed those two people and gave them a fucking show, because a lot of people I know before them, I also remember, too, is a lot of them probably cowed down and sat and went, well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? sounds like a night of trying to figure out where we're going for dinner, you know, and it's just like, no, give them a fucking show. It's not their fault.
1: Yeah, show up for them. Yeah, or get them do everything you can to get like, them involved. I don't I mean, see like, your
0: name on the marquee bringing in thousands of people, right. but these two people are here for you, so you better treat them as such. Yeah. Because then they'll tell their friends and their friends and so on and so on and so on. You know, but yeah. it's like it's have that positive attitude and play to those people, but I've watched night after night these comics that just shit the bed on stage because they get intimidated by an empty room.
1: Yeah. And this is a big room here to not have yeah. people in it and it's Especially without, there's a there's a curtain that used to go across when we didn't yeah. have enough people to of fill course. up. Because it can fill 200, and yeah. we're never going to, you know, on a weekday. Right. Um, but now we don't have that. So it's just this gaping room. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, more often, I would say most of the time you have, like, um, you know, I'd say an average on a Sunday for people, maybe like 20. like yeah. If nothing special is going on. But it's yeah. all about... Yeah, just work with that. Even bringing them into the room, I do like, if I know there's not going to be a ton of people in the show, I'm like, guys, there's not going to be, I don't want them expecting this room to fill up. Right. Sort of thing. So I'll say like, we're all going to get to know each other and then seat them at a table. Yeah. Or like try to break ice or like try to like warm up before a warm up happens. No,
0: but like that's, this. but that is so vital. And that's what people don't understand about comedy clubs. When it's a light night. Mm-hmm. You can't let people sit wherever they want to sit. No. Yeah. You can't, and you, let people you can't keep that fourth wall up. You can't keep that barrier. I'm no seater, and you're the person. You know, you got to break the ice and make them even on a path night, make them feel good. Because then they come in all, wow, we, we were bonding with the manager and he sat us. Yeah. Oh, my God. You sat and you get, get them involved and you seat them accordingly. The seating of a room is vital oh, to a success
1: of a show. It's my least favorite thing to do because yeah. of that reason. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> and, and he sucks. Seating sucks. And you can't give them an out. You cannot give these people an out. No. And you've got to see, here you go, here you go, sit here.
1: It's policy, which it isn't, but no. I'm like, you got to be up front. Mc, Brian McFadden has a thing about that. He's like, comedy's the only thing where you'll like, pay tickets to sit as far from the stage yeah. as possible. Yep. And that's always been weird to me. Yeah, I'm it's like,
0: like the back of the bus syndrome, like the cool kids sit in the back. No. Yeah, no, and you should be, you should, you should sit should up Rose front. You that shit yeah. and Hello, get up there. Grab your purse and sit yeah. in front and don't move. Be like, bitch, this is my seat now. Yeah. And it's, I think, well, obviously it's because they don't want to be They don't want to be, yeah. But hard. now with TikTok, crowd work isn't the only thing the, now. Now everybody wants to be made fun of, and I'm like, "Where did you people come from?" Like, right. I, it's 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 great, you know. You know me, I I don't care what's happening in the room. I'm going to attack. Yeah, and I don't have any fear or any filter, and I don't have set crowd work written like a lot of comedians do. A lot of road comics have set crowd work. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed until I was here long enough to hear yeah. crowd and, and work. And all of a sudden, repeated. you'll hear the. And I was like,
1: "No way!" Yeah, yeah like that's.
0: yeah it's yeah yeah, it's 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 like you'll find things at work and then you'll keep them Mm -hmm. and but i usually use the crowd anyway To weave in and out of my jokes, I use the crowd as a segue. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll grab someone and make it and then use them as a launch pad for the next pit. Which you can hear on Christy's album. It's very (laughs) (laughs) good. It's good. Oh, yeah. But it makes it personal. Yeah. For me. And it also makes it fun for me because then I get to bond with this crowd. And I have so much fun bonding with them and making them part of the show. Then they feel like they got a special show. And now I'm feeling like I'm not doing the same shit night after night, same routine. Like a lot of comics are memorized, not me. I have bullet points and I have bits, but it's like they're not in the same order. We through them. You know, I try to write my bits that all of them are closers. That's that's how I write. That's every (laughs) bit is a closer. So if you have to end, it's a closer. You know, and I try to make them like that. Yeah, but it's like now with this crowd work on these videos, like everybody, oh, I don't want to show my material, and I, I'll put up content, like, I'll put up jokes
1: yeah like and it gets ignored lines get yeah. ignored yeah but but like half of a crowd work clip will get will blow up of somebody being like um what did you say and it's just yeah. nothing like you won't get to the comic putting like roasting them or whatever it'll just be the fact that somebody's talking yeah and that'll blow up online it's so insane um yeah which is like and i'm i love good crowd work i think yeah. like people that are clever like that like christy miller Aww. It's, uh, um that's like really fun for, to watch because you know it's weaving in and out of what you're already doing yeah. as a Opposed to like, there's crowd clips that are. I'm just like, why is this happening?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's. Oh god, I've heard that joke ten thousand fucking times. Yeah. But whatever's happening in the room, I'm going to go after it because I like to personalize my insults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to personalize roasting the shit out of an audience member. Yeah. But I make it fun, and they and I'm play people grateful. darts. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so grateful that they understand I'm having fun, and it's it's all positive, and it's just it's it's. Crowd work is fun, but I love material. And sometimes people come to clubs and they want crowd work. Yeah. So you try to work I posted a video the other night. I was trying to work on a new bit and the crowd jumped in and I said, Fuck it, let's I'm gonna tear these people apart. Yeah. And and I'm like, I never got to work on the bit because it, I spent the last few minutes dealing with, you know, funny shit that was happening, which was great. So like little things like that will stay in the, the file memory in case there's ever a need for a line like like that again. Versus, you know, but I don't have written crowd work. Right. But, but you're I always, also, like, actively gaining
1: new yeah, things that exist. New things
0: on. and new premises. Like yeah. the crowds always give me a new premise. Like I'll oh, fuck with something will be going on or they'll, they'll, and I always tell them I encourage talk back. Like I'm the comic you can talk back to because I'll just destroy you, you know, because it's fun and they love it and we have a good time. And like they always say, I hate, I hate when an MC does this. Okay, you guys, you can't talk to the comics. You can talk to uh, me, but don't talk. It's like, don't feed the no, bear. Don't, don't limit. Don't stick your arm out the window or it's going to bite you. No, let them have fun. Yeah. The comic will handle it. If the comic can't handle it, then they should shut the fuck up. Right.
1: I, just, I feel the same way, even as a non-comic. I was like, yeah. I have to trust everybody up there, especially yeah. with, like, even if it's a heckler who's not into it, if you get somebody who's offended or whatever the fuck, if I can't trust whoever's up there to deal with that, that's going to come back to me. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're going
0: to have to deal with a whole lot of bullshit yeah, the issues. The money side of it. Yeah. yeah. And then so. you got a refund. It's so stupid. I'm so tired of people getting refunds for shit yeah. because they get offended. I think people get offended just to get their money back because they're cheap. Yeah. Sorry. I, I see that a lot. Go fuck yourselves. You're offended. Then why did you spend forty bucks? Because you knew you were gonna get offended. Go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. I was like, if you know you have any like place that you're gonna really, you're gonna be offended enough to walk out of the room, you shouldn't have walked in. I yeah. Think. Yeah. That's if what- you're if
0: you're walking on fragile egg shells and wrapped in bubble wrap because you're too scared of air. <laughs> yeah. Shut up.
1: Yeah. I mean people did that with like Book of Mormon on Broadway when it first
0: came yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, they used to so get... weird. I was like because they want to people want to be victims. Yeah. You know they that everybody wants to be money the victim. Need to be a victim. Pay attention to me. I wasn't hugged enough as a child. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, you're not a victim. You're a bitch. Yeah. I think the victims are people that have been hurt, hard or abused, you know, or raped or fucking those are victims Stop trauma yeah it's major trauma not like oh there's a word i'm triggered oh my god i need a safe space
1: yeah like there's a safe space in your house and yeah yeah yeah. and lock yourself in it yeah stay there
0: yeah (laughs) please get out of my club yeah because like even with my shows i always put a disclaimer because i don't want to deal with it because we're all having fun there's nobody's getting hurt we're all having you i'm i'm the butt of my jokes so I always put a disclaimer when I do a show, this is a, you know, NC 17. If you're easily offended, please don't come in. It, yeah. Nobody will judge you. If you can't handle it, it's, we're going to have a good time. Life is short and let's break some balls because yeah. we're all going to die. We're all going out the same way in a box. Yeah. And <laughs> Jack in the box. Hey, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> so, um, before we wrap this up, I love you so much. I could talk oh, to you all you. fucking night. Oh Thank my God. You. And, uh, <laughs> Before I wrap this up, I usually ask comedians, but since you're a manager of one of the best comedy clubs in New York City, um, I always ask, is there a joke that a comic has written that you go, fuck, that is so good, I wish I had written that joke?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times when I think of that. I think um, when I started doing what is very loosely, I'm gonna call it, musical comedy. I, mm-hmm. I was a Bo Burnham fan for forever. Oh, nice! Was, like my generation. Oh, he's great. Yeah, and I was, and he got shit on. I remember like people, like he would do talks with like Seinfeld and be like, uh, like or. Uh, um, people don't take him like seriously as a stand up, even right. though he has fucking good stand up in the middle of all of He has of his... some
0: great fucking jokes.
1: Right. So I would say, but his whole shtick is like right up my alley. I was like, <laughs> I wish I did any of that. Um, is there is say... a particular bit? No, I would say all of his. I would say a of, of particular bit, I'd have to go to Louis. Um, where his, he has the one about peanut allergies, and it fucking cracked me. I like um, Louis C.K. Okay, I guess of... because there's Louis
0: Anderson too. Oh, no, yeah. Louis, and honey, had a... Louis Anderson is what a peanut allergy would look like if it was as a person. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Night. I love you, Louie. Uh, I love both Louis. Yeah, it, but
1: he was, oh, I must have been like 14 or something. I don't know. But when he was, he was talking about peanut allergies and it's like, if we just did, if the whole world just like covered their eyes for two minutes, we would be done with peanut allergies. <laughs> that was good. Oh, and what else? I just thought of one that uh, Brian Regan. Oh. Um, the we talked about him last week. Yeah, <laughs> pluralization of words. It was the <laughs> moose moosen thing. That was the first, like, um, caught me totally off guard. Didn't see where the punch line was like bam in the face jokes. yeah and I don't know if one has happened since because I like of just getting so caught off guard with the laughs so that was awesome um, so I'm going to give give him that one
0: Brian Regan is great like we t- uh my last week's episode we talked about him and it's oh like, yeah because he's clean but he doesn't try to be clean he's just Brian Regan right, he's just, he's just that, that silly guy and, and thinks of weird shit and that's why he's so beloved and that's why we all love him and it's like I, I was saying the same thing like I don't I'm not blue or edgy because I want to be blue and edgy it's just just how my mind works it's how i'm wired and i just talk the way i talk on stage and off stage like this is just who i am that's how i think of stupid shit Mm -hmm. so it doesn't like a lot of comics like and clubs and casting they're like You know you're blue, but we love you. Like I could listen to you all night. I had a a girl that worked in casting because she goes, "It's not about you being blue, Sarah Silverman. It's about (laughs) Amy Schumer. It's Ah. about (laughs) (laughs) oops, (laughs) 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 pew pew, shots fired." Yeah, yeah, they're successful and I'm not. So who's the (laughs) asshole now? (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 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 Uh. But you know it's. uh, but I just talk the way I talk and think the way I think. I'm not trying, so that's why a lot of people don't find it offensive or like, oh, she's too edgy. They're like, this is hilarious because it's it. honest, and like yeah. you said. And and when you try too hard, and Regan's another one, like he's so clean and goofy, but he's just he can't help it. That's who he is, and that's why we love yeah. him. Yeah. And you rocked that. There was like a
1: special needs person in your audience. A couple, oh, yeah. a couple months ago. And, yep. And you like destroyed did, him. Yeah, destroyed him. But like in a way, like he was loving it. The whole room was loving it. Oh, I was he like, was. That's a- awesome. Like, I, I was
0: I was walking home from the village uh, like a couple weeks ago or a week ago or whatever with the uh, the man in my life and uh, he was walking up the street we were walking through NoHo and he goes the comedian lady. And no And it was way? him. It was Benny. What? Yeah. And I hugged him and introduced him to Steve. That's and so cool. It was so, you say, like, you're so fun. And it was so sweet. I gotta leave it to the fucking Yeah, They recognize me. I'm famous. Yeah, you know your no. demographic. But it's like, because it was so honest and I treated him like a human being and yeah. I wasn't dancing on eggshells. And that's a big thing I always tell comics. Great. Don't and be afraid. that, which yeah. was awesome. He I goes, like, I'm going to tell my parents. I was in the comedy act. I that go, was one of the coolest mind. things that, yeah, that I've seen. But I, yeah. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that because that was that was such a fun night. Yeah. Oh, that kid was great. But yeah, I, ju- I destroyed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it but was it so much. It worked. It killed the like rocked the house. Yeah. They fucking ate it off. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. I'm so glad you were here for that. Yeah. That was that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And now my final question of the night is one of my favorites. Mhm. Uh, everybody loves a good street joke. Street joke. Oh, and so I always ask my guest, tell me your favorite street joke. Okay. Um, it's one. I heard it's a New York street joke. So Even it works, better.
1: right? Yeah. Um, what's the difference between Port Authority bus terminal and a lobster with big tits? I don't know. Um, One is a crusty bus station, and the other one is a busty crusty.
0: Oh, shit so. <laughs> That gets a rim shot, but <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's it. Yeah. I, was like,
1: I love a pun. I love a groaner joke. Oh, that's, I yeah. love play on words. Yeah. That's... Oh, I'm just going to okay, add do the, one to it. Do it. Not even a street joke, but a bit I wish I thought of. I just, not, uh, Jay London was here.
0: And oh, he, thank <laughs> you. You'll yeah, never yeah. see I'm gonna me I'm going to move over again.
1: here. Yeah. I, he was awesome. I loved him. It's but so he was great. like... um like just i have a stepladder
0: i never knew my real ladder yep. <laughs> i was like that I was, my, oh so good. that one and also one of my favorite jay london jokes i once saw a stationary store move i once saw. Uh, please like me yeah please <laughs> was, oh, it's awesome. yeah jay london is oh yeah, i love that man. man yeah he is the man oh Jake, I'm so happy you were here. Thank you yeah. for doing the podcast. This Jake so Much, fun. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Where can they find
1: you in the cat? Uh they you can find me everywhere at Jake Loud9. That's, every, my handle. that's
0: your handle yeah, everywhere?
1: That, yeah, everywhere.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Well, if you love us, you can follow me at Christy Miller Comedy. And also the podcast has its own little page called Old School, Old School New Old School. School Comedy. So follow us there on Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, New York Podcasts uh a cast uh playing you... on a boombox outside exactly. <laughs> yeah wherever <laughs> you, oh i'm on my youtube channel it's on christy miller comedy on youtube it's uh, the podcast playlist on there and uh thank you so much for being here my love Aww. you're a very beloved part of this institution that we Thanks call the so comic much. strip and uh <laughs> We will be shouting at you guys next week. Woo. Deuces. And I'll be
1: here, just not on the podcast. I'll be bartending. So.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> Managing the bar. Managing the bar. All right. Yeah. All right. We love you